Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave Severns. I'm the worship pastor here at Compass Point Bible Church, and with me today again is Mr. Paul Eastwood. Uh, we, on this last Sunday, yeah. enjoyed our last of our series called Made for Mondays. We've been talking about work. We've been talking about what it is to be created to work and why that's a good thing and why that's tied together with our faith. Yeah. And this Sunday, we talked about rest. Um, and I love this sermon. Paul, thank you so much for for unpacking this idea of rest for us and the necessity and the way we're created to rest and to honor God in that. Um, as I think back, I've got a couple of quotes actually, which stick with me more than anything. Sure. Uh, if you can't unplug, you may be enslaved. Yeah. Uh, that, that one really hit me. Rest is to be completely satisfied with what has been done. Yeah. Oh man, I feel like I am not very good at that sometimes. Um, and just this idea that that we need to um, find ways to to do things that bring us joy, to do things that connect us with God, and, and to do nothing yeah. um, for for a season, yeah. uh, and, and maybe not not just on a Sabbath, but even throughout our day. Yeah, um, just this importance of rest. So I I love this message. As you've uh, had a day to think about it, um, what did you leave on the cutting room floor? What are the things that you want to include that you haven't had a chance to say yet? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I, you know, I, I would actually say just to reiterate, one of the things that I think often happens when we talk about rest is we make it purely a physical thing. And I say, you know, I need to rest because I am tired. Mm. And I think that where we need to move to and we recognize that we need to rest uh, because God is good enough. It, it's different than, than saying that. So my rest is not just about recharging my batteries. It's also about allowing God to be God. Hmm. And I think that's a really important distinction. I, I use the, the illustration of, of Harold Abrams in the, in, in my message where he was a guy who was a runner for England. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he said is that, you know, in his mind, he says, I, I look down to the end of this corridor, it's four feet wide and I have 10 lonely seconds to justify my existence. And there's this idea that, that my existence is so wrapped up in what I do and my value is so wrapped up in what I do is that when we, uh, the opposite of resting is just striving and striving and striving and striving mm -hmm. and wanting to be and wanting to be and wanting to find ourselves and wanting to find ourselves. And all of this is about our own sort of identity making mm -hmm. uh, and, and what rest allows us to do is we let go of those things yeah. and, and find peace. Yeah. Now, I want to touch really briefly, um, and you talked about this on Sunday, but there's all kinds of psychology and researchers who've talked about our, our need for rest. Right. I mean, sleep is one of the best things we can do. Um, this need to, we're, we're more creative. We can, we can actually better ourselves by resting. And somehow that's still the wrong motivation, right? Like there, there's this uh, temptation even now to, to say, I need to rest because I'll be more effective because right. I will, I'll be better if I rest, which is probably true, but also the wrong way to approach rest. Yeah, I, I think you're you're exactly bang on it in the way that I see it as well, Dave. It, yes, you will be better off. But as we've said from the very beginning, when we do work, the way that it's outlined in the Bible, the way that, that God wants us to do work, that which is reflecting his image and all of those good things, uh, in order for us to do that well, when we do it in a way that honors him, it's better for us. Hmm. It's better for the bottom line. It's better for, you know, for our business in terms of financial. It's better for all kinds of things, including our physical selves. But you're right. The motivation, uh, because oftentimes then the motivation becomes, I need to do more. 
and and so I need to rest so that I can do more. Mm. And uh, it, that is the wrong motivation because you know the bottom line is that it's not about doing more. It never has been. Uh, we can do more when we are fully satisfied in Him. Mm-hmm. You know, not in our own ability to to accomplish what we need to accomplish. Yeah. How do you think? Um... How do you think this technological connected age we live in affects our rest? And and what do we do about that? I mean, I my uh, joke with people, I didn't I didn't get a cell phone until after I met my wife when I was mostly done college. Um, and some of my kids friends in grade three now have cell phones, have access to the Internet, can can be connected, can get in touch with people. And it's it's become what we've expected. How does that not help us in this desire to to be fully satisfied in God. It's when I when I think about things that are posted online and and I think we recognize we have we have filters, we have all kinds of, you know, we we try to take pictures with our cell phone and make them look just right. Everything we want everything to look perfect. And uh, that's the that's sort of the world that a lot of the social media sort of lives in. That's the soup that it lives in. And so what that means is that we are constantly bombarded with images of perceived perfection mm-hmm. or something that we all want to achieve or be like. And I think that there is something tremendously uh, important about unplugging from that on occasion because when I'm sitting there on my Instagram and I am scrolling through on the Instagram, I am not seeing things that fill my soul. I am often seeing things that make me feel like I don't measure up. Hmm. And so when we talk about rest in the sense that it's more than just a physical rest, when we're actually resting in who God is, you know, even if I'm sitting and I'm, you know, it's a Sunday afternoon and I, it's quiet and I'm sitting in a chair and I'm just scrolling through social media, it is precisely not rest because we're being bombarded by these ideas that you're not good enough. You're not quite there. This could be better. This could be better. What about this? What about this? Yep. And whether we say it out loud or not, uh, I think those things affect us. Hmm. So um, is there a difference between rest and relaxation or rest and leisure? Well, I mean, yes, in a, I mean, in a sense, I, I guess if you were to, if if we're thinking about rest in the way that that it's talked about in the in the Ten Commandments with this idea of like, okay, you need to take a space because God has done this and God has done this and God has done this, then mm-hmm. that idea of rest or Sabbath uh, really has more to do uh, is more than just relaxation. Uh, I think relaxation can be a part of rest. Yeah. But if it's not balanced, if we're missing some of those chunks that allow us to kind of point back to God, then I think it, it I think it, it lacks the the um, the really life giving hmm. thing that it was meant to do in the first place. Yeah. So there is a bit of a difference. I mean, relaxation is life giving in, in many ways, but rest truly in the sense that I was talking about on Sunday actually restores our soul yeah. in a really in a really important way. Yeah, I, I think we see that a bit. I've seen it in my own life, certainly. Um you know, we live in this Netflix generation where we can watch where, whatever we want and everyone's got a bigger and bigger TV. Yeah. Um, and, and there's part of me in my soul that kind of wants to believe that the best way to unwind from an evening is to sit down and watch something on Netflix. Yeah. And yet if I do that too much, I find I'm actually more anxious. I'm not, I'm not more rested somehow. Um, and I, I, for me, there's this fine line between relaxing, which can be good and can be a part of rest. Yeah. And too much relaxing, too much leisure actually works against rest. Yeah. And, and makes me need it more. 
Um, yeah, I, I think we're designed for work in the same way that we're designed for rest. And sometimes our leisure time can work against both things. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and sometimes in that leisure time when we're their way, then mm-hmm. it also becomes kind of icky and it's, it's not what it was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to riff off a little bit. You talked about Instagram and social media yeah. uh, and we've had this conversation. You're slowly entering the world of Instagram and, <laughs> and social media. Um, <laughs> And and I would argue that absolutely right. Uh, there, there's lots of problems. Uh, Chris is actually doing an upcoming parenting seminar right. on how do we how do we deal with this digital age totally. and our kids, which will be great. Um, but it's more than just social media too. Like I yeah. think of I think of the fact that I get email and texts on my phone. Um, I it's really helpful for communicating with people. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I was on a a video call last night with friends from all over North America. Great to connect with them. I love the benefits and the ease of technology in that way. Yeah. But waking up in the morning, the first thing I do is I, I check my phone and I think, what is it I need to respond to? I, yeah. I start the day not by thanking God, but by engaging with tasks. And we kind of finish our days in the same way. Um, and even the fact that we now get news on our phone. I mean, it's yeah. great that we can communicate with family members and see what's going on in the world, but it also increases our anxiety because we know exactly what's happening all over the world. Yeah, this this is not a dump on technology kind of deal because no. there's there's some absolutely I don't I don't think I don't see it as this ultimate evil, but I do see it as something that often fills space. Mm. And I, and I wonder, I don't even I you know as we're sitting here talking, I wonder if this idea of being able to ask Siri questions kind of eliminates our our need to wonder. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like if we have a question, it's like, "Oh, just go ask Siri and and you know, you'll find out." And, and it's almost like we're sort of removing this kind of space where it's like, like, I think sometimes the, um, you know, that, that idea of wonder and not having all the answers and not being able to pull everything up at, you know, at a moment's notice actually, actually gives us that, that freedom and allows us to say, yeah, I don't have all the answers. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas with our phones, we almost do have as many answers as we can ask questions to, you know, it's, it's yeah. really strange that way. And we're used to stuff being fast or you oh, know, yeah. we, we can get where we need to go or we can get our right. food quickly. Um, I, I laugh a little bit. We're, this is both theological and pragmatic in our family, but we don't own a microwave at our home. I didn't know that. We're, yeah, we're pretty weird. We're kind of Luddites. Um, but we, we don't have a microwave. We reheat right. everything on, on the stove right. or in the oven, which takes longer. Um, but everything tastes better. And it's actually become, Rachel and I talk about it as like, there's a bit of a, a liturgy, a habit in right. in that, which is really good. It's a really good it's thing to stop and just remember like, okay, everything doesn't need to be instant. Um, it's one of the really very small ways we rest. And I kind of want to use this as a transition. Yeah. We've, we've talked about rest and we, we know we need rest. And we know rest is hard. Um, you gave us some some kind of great overview tips on on what that can look like on Sunday. But what about for you and for I? Um, can you can you tell me any stories of ways that you rest well, or you have rested well, or maybe ways you haven't rested well? Um, how does this hit home for you? Yeah, I, I I would say that most of my stories are stories of not getting it right. Um, but I I hesitate to say that even on this podcast because I know that to be honest, a shadow part of me likes the fact that people either know or think I'm busy. 
Hmm. And this is get this gets right to the issue that we talked about. Yep. We need rest because we need to recognize that we're okay, you know, beyond what we can accomplish and all that kind of stuff. But the dirty little secret, and I mentioned this on Sunday, is that we do like the workaholics at some level, right? Yeah. There's some there's a draw towards people who are able to achieve things. And so even as I say, hey, this is hard for me. Um, it's kind of like going into an interview and, and they say, you know, what are some of your negative, what are, mm-hmm. you know, and you say, well, I, I work too hard, right? Okay. So let's get that out of the way because I think that this is something we all got to learn together yep. and I've got a long way to grow. And I'm not saying that because I want you to think I'm busy. Uh, I have a hard time with rest. This mm-hmm. is really difficult for me. Um, I tend to be a person who's always moving fast. I'm the guy that's microwaving and doing all of those things like our society has us do. And, and in the midst of all of that, there are, um, there have been times where I've been forced to rest mm-hmm. and that's uncomfortable, yeah. uh, where it's basically been, you've got no other option. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, the times that have been most meaningful, I'll tell you a time, actually, yeah. uh, we had in a course, we did this, we, we had this, uh, when I was at my arrow, my leadership program, we had this day that was devoted to soul care. And there was supposed to be a, a person coming in to share with us about how we can, you know, kind of re-engage, um, you know, our, our, just that, that idea of soul care. And uh, her flight got canceled and she couldn't come to the program. Hmm. And so we had a day with no instructor. And so they said, okay, well, what are we going to do? And we were on this uh, island that was part of the way this this course is being run. It's in a beautiful uh, island location just uh, off of um, Vancouver, like uh, mm-hmm. the island there. Um, and anyways, and so we they decided that we were going to spend a whole day doing nothing. Yeah. And everybody was sort of spread off and we just had to, you know, sit around and, and do nothing. And... It was so strange to me to uh, to just to to be inactive mm. and to uh, be okay with being inactive and to listen uh, and to be kind of waiting on God in that moment and and I think maybe for the first time I really started to understand what rest was all about in mm. that moment because yeah. it was weird uh, and it it was so it was so ab you know, out of the ordinary for me and I was forced to do it, but it actually created some like little tiny little habits that I've been trying to implement in other places, okay. um, you know, in my life. Yeah. And so, so for me, it's the inactive part. If you were to, if you were to divide up into those three uh, areas that I mentioned, I talked about, um, you know, being inactive, uh, doing something that brings you joy. Yeah. Um, um, and then I talked about something else. It was yesterday, so I can't remember. But doing nothing uh, and doing something that connects with we've got, right? Yeah, of course. And and I think that's that's so that's the most important part of this in some ways. All three are really important, but um, but to me, that thing about just doing nothing is tough. Yeah, that's it's really tough. Um, it's been in our house. So so you and I work Sundays. Yes. Sunday is a work day, um, and we don't. I don't know about you. I don't try to Sabbath on a Sunday. No. Um, I'm up early. My mind is going. It's yeah. kind of, and it, it, even if I rest in the afternoon, I'm, I'm, it's a work day. Yeah. Um, so we've, Rachel and I have talked and tried to make Saturdays our day of rest. Um, and I mean, resting in general with young children or with, with children who are active in any way, it feels like challenging because yeah. children are work. Like, how do you, you can't just take the day off from having kids. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've had to wrestle through that. And then even one of the things that I enjoy doing is doing projects around the house. Uh, yeah. it, it's kind of a, a different kind of work. Yeah. Um, but I realized coming into this year, into 2019, that even that for me was becoming more of a chore. So uh-huh. I talked with Rachel about like, interesting. in the past, this has been a good way for me to rest. 
and I think this year I actually need to stop. Mm. Um, I need to do less of that or I need to not not take on these big projects in the same way. If I'm kind of resting and feel like, oh, I'm going to go sharpen this or build something fun with Asher, I mean, that's that's great. But otherwise, I'm, I'm trying not to do those things on my day of rest now, which is funny to me that it used to be something that w- was restful and now has become less so. So it, for me, it speaks a little bit about this dynamic of rest and it's yeah, it's an act of searching my own heart and being like, am I actually... Am I connecting with God? Am I taking time off or am I checking yeah. things off the list? Because that that goes against the spirit of rest and the spirit of Sabbath. Yeah, and I, I think something else that might be helpful is the idea of preparing for your rest. Mm. So I had someone on, on Sunday, this is something that's been helpful to me as well, but I had someone on Sunday come up to me after the service. Uh, it was a mom and her, her, uh, her teenage son. And uh, she said, well, thanks, because, you you know, now he told me that I, he doesn't have to do his homework today, you know, mm. and because because <laughs> he needs to rest. And what I said to him is I actually, you know, they were laughing and they, there was a joke. But to me, I, I said, look, as a student, if you decide I'm going to take a, a whole 24 hours and I'm going to actually engage in this idea of rest, uh, then what it means is preparing. It doesn't mean you don't get to you just get to skip off of your your assignments. Yeah. It means that on Saturday, you're going to work twice as hard to get all of your assignments done, finish all your homework, get all of it finished and then say, OK, now I'm ready for rest. Mm-hmm. And I think that that some of us, maybe some of the problems with rest for a lot of us is we do it when we have the time because mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, okay, I, I've been kind of going crazy and I've got some hour, a couple hours here and I'm just going to take this time to be my rest. Well, yep. if you haven't prepared for it, um, it, 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 uh, it might be a little bit more difficult to really find that piece. Yep. And I think that being really intentional and saying, okay, if I'm going to make it a 24 hour thing, uh, which I think would be a good idea for many people to try mm-hmm. is say, what do I need to do? Let's say it's Sunday for, for, for some, what am I going to need to do Saturday night in order to make Sunday a day of rest? Yeah. And the other, so, the other thing I'm going to throw out there, um, we found helpful so that the, the Jewish time of Sabbath was actually sundown to sundown. Yeah. So we often do Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown. Yeah. Um, which means that like we can get stuff done. Saturday night if we need to, um, but we take that 24 hours there. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, it doesn't have to be Sunday. Right. It doesn't have to be 24 hours from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. Um, Absolutely. And and I would encourage anyone who's who's exploring this or, or new to this or, or struggles with it, which I think is all of us, um, find somewhere to start. Yes. I mean, even even take an afternoon, take a, take a morning, start somewhere and just block the time off, prepare for it well, and then say, I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. Um, and then I would say, gauge how you feel after. Yeah. If you still feel restless and you still feel like, wow, that was, you know, like then, then maybe there's more learning to have, you know, to, to be done. Right. Well, there's always more learning to be yeah, done. Yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> but I just, you know, like I, I think of, you know, a really quick, you know, from uh, the, the gospel of Luke, when Jesus was confronted by from some Pharisees because his, his disciples were grabbing grain and they were breaking the Sabbath laws. And they got upset with him and they were trying to trap him. And Jesus tells the story about David uh, eating consecrated bread. So King David back in the Mm -hmm. Old Testament eating consecrated bread on the Sabbath. And there's this whole thing about what he did. And Jesus is basically not saying that he did something wrong, but that there are times when you just, you need to do what you need to do. And then he goes on to say, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. And so what he's, Mm -hmm. what he was doing was kind of taking ownership of it. 
and saying that this is not something that there are lots of laws that you don't get to pick and choose, but this is one of the things there is some, some choice involved. Mm -hmm. And what that means is like you said, it doesn't have to be 24 hours. It doesn't have to be Sunday, but it has to be intentional and it has to have these elements that make it something that is filling you, uh, rather than, um, something that is only recharging you. It will recharge you, but it needs to be recharging and filling (laughs) at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think because of because of our human hearts, often we look at this and we say, well, because it's kind of optional because it's got that flexibility, I'll get to it. Yeah. Um, and if you're anything like me, it's hard to get to it. So I, yeah. again, if you're listening to this and this is challenging, you're not alone. We are absolutely with you. Um, let's keep talking about this and keep wrestling yeah. through it. I could, man, I could keep going, but we're, we're getting close to our 20 minute mark. Right. Um, Paul, is there anything as we've been through this Made for Mondays series. Do you have any closing thoughts, anything to wrap us up and pull us together? Yeah. Uh, you know, as I think about this this whole series, it has been such a joy to kind of work to work through this. And uh, and I hope that you found this interesting. I hope this, that you found this challenging. I hope that you've had a conversation with someone about this. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're listening to this, uh, we talked about this, about this from the beginning. It's going to be, it's going to require discussion and conversation. Uh, what you know as i think about the whole thing what what i i'm drawn back to the the uh when jesus first called the disciples uh he's you know walking along the shoreline he finds these fishermen and he you know they begin a relationship that eventually you know sees these these disciples turning into these apostles and beginning becoming you know the the people who are going to change the world and what I find so so fascinating about the story is when Jesus called the disciples from fishing, he called them to do something that was similar to fishing. He said, "I want you to make you fishers of men." Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's this there's an element of what's happening. You know, when we think about working in a in a biblical way, it's not about changing your profession and doing something entirely different. It's about doing what you do differently. And I think that that what Jesus is calling each one of us to do is to be great teachers, to be great business people, to be great contractors, to be great artists, mm-hmm. but to do it in a way that's different, a way that honors him. And we've been talking in our church about this idea that we want to be so impacted by our relationship with Jesus Christ that we are compelled to live differently. And living differently includes working differently. Yeah. And working differently is um, is about you know some of the things that we've talked about during this series. But I love the fact that Jesus called the fishermen to fish in a different way. And I think he's not calling all of us to something dramatically different. He's calling us to do what we do in a different way and to be intentional about it. And I think that's what this series has really been all about. Awesome. Thank you so much, Paul. I have just loved this series and loved being able to catch up with you every week and have this little conversation. Absolutely. Um, Thank you for those who are listening along. Uh, If you... If you've got questions, if you want to know more, this is something we're going to continue doing, um, continue developing. And you can go to our website, compass-point.ca uh, slash podcast, and you can actually ask a question there. If you want to, something, you have a suggestion or something you want us to chat about, we would be glad to, uh, to have your voice in as part of this. Um, so thank you very much for listening along, and we'll see you next week on Postscript. Postscript.